everybody welcome back to another episode of the control room podcast got a special one for you today if you listen to astrology 101 part one and part two actually you're not going to recognize them because this was way before we were doing a video this is your first time on screen what's up ryan how's it going Very good 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 man very first time man excited to uh do this with video and audio they get to see what the astrology guru actually looks like look he's got the glasses <laughs> and everything he's professional i t- told y'all Uh, here we go (laughs) yeah man so uh we talk about this stuff all the time and we're coming up with an idea for the show and we touched on it a little bit in astrology 101 part two uh when we discussed like which signs were most compatible and why you know everybody kind of want you know dating is hard and 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 relationships are hard in general whether it's friendships whether it's dealing with your family whether it's co-workers and you know astrology sometimes plays a role in you know how long how well you get along with somebody so uh, i mean what do you think about astrology and compatibility and all that kind of stuff uh i think it's um i was kind of rehashing this book or a couple of books and i think the phrase that perfectly um kind of encapsulates what we're talking about is just a discovery itself you know um so i think it definitely sets you on the path to discovering yourself better and then knowing um how to navigate based on your kind of general characteristics of your zodiac signs um i think a misnomer is people kind of just think the sun sign is just it that is who you are but no that's basically your your skeleton that's the general um the general uh characteristic of who you are but then you have moon signs and you have uh signs in different planets and so forth and so on and then that mixture is what makes you unique it's kind of like your fingerprint so i I think you know people understanding that won't get caught up so much on the sun side but it is your general characteristic and it is a platform for you to use to explore yourself further as far as you want to and I like to tell people it's not the end all be all. Of course, there's other ways of discovering self. It doesn't have to be exclusively astrology, but it definitely will help in regards to relationships and how you interact with others, whether it be uh, a romantic relationship or friendship or social group. Some people, their signs are just inherently antisocial, um, more loners, and then other signs are more outgoing. And so if you know that about so, let, me, let me ask you, which signs are more antisocial and which signs are more outgoing? Um, cancers are definitely homebodies. Uh, Tauruses are homebodies. Um, Pisces are uh, tend to be loners at times. And Aquarius is definitely dance to the beat of their own drum. You know, they kind of go at their whim. Um, and then the more kind of... Uh, Outgoing, Aries definitely is more outgoing. Uh, Gemini, uh, Leos are outgoing. Sagittarius are outgoing. And so um, Scorpios are more homebodies. And there's there's the in-between, some that can do both, right? Like Geminis are, I mean, they're everywhere. So there's times when they want to be by themselves and just do the loner thing. And then there's times when they want to get out. Virgos, I would say, was also kind of both. You know, there's times when they are outgoing and then times that they need to just slow things down and just, you know, do their own thing. So 
there's a there's a mixture but the more outgoing definitely is aries um capricorn is another one i didn't mention it's very outgoing very uh, social. shout out dq capricorn out there she and see now she to the t yeah the socialite you know she likes to get out there and mingle and 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 show everybody a good time leos are, are known for that so mm-hmm. um yeah you know it, it's just one of those things where if you know about yourself after self-discovery and kind of comparison, like, you know, I'm a loner. So, you know, if, if you have a, a romantic, uh, you're romantically involved with somebody who's more outgoing, that could be a clash because they might want you to go out all the time and socialize and like, Hey man, that is not me. Like if you want to do that, go ahead, but don't include me in that social mix. And then depending on the other characteristics that shape you, you know, that may be, you know, the breaking point. All right, so let's get into it, man. Um, Compatibility-wise, I don't know if you got a list, you can do it off your head, I don't know how you're rolling today, but uh, which signs tend to be more compatible? Um, So this is like a split question, sorry to be elusive, but- uh, Break it down. I, I tend to go, and the whole reason why I got into astrology as deeply as I did was because of my my own kind of comparisons without like a, a book as a guide. And then I kind of found a, a few books that really matched my observations for the, most, for the most part. But, you know, I don't agree entirely with the book. So, um, you know, like I can go down a few where the book says like, for instance, Aries and Gemini are great compatibility wise. Um, I've never seen that. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean that that's not true, but you know, and their way of explaining it was really interesting and it made me want to, you know, delve a little bit more into it because it's been a while. So that was kind of like, okay, wow, I don't remember reading that at all. Definitely have not observed that at all. Uh, but the book kind of described that, um, that Aries, as we know, they insist on dominating. Right. But Gemini is clever enough and elusive enough to keep Aries on their toes and not allow them to completely dominate them in the areas they don't want to be dominated. And so there's a kind of, uh, I guess you could say, tug, tug of war between the two, but they both are intrigued by that. And so it makes them, you know, highly compatible. Uh, but what I've noticed, which the book doesn't really rate highly, it kind of rates it as maybe a, a possibility is Aries and Cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, those two, you know, lock up a lot. I've seen that happen a lot. And it doesn't matter if it's a relationship. It doesn't matter who's the male, who's the female. And it doesn't matter if it's a, it could be just a friendship. But those t- two tend to join up and, and uh, have a respect and a bond that's very unique. Um, uh Pisces and Capricorn I mean excuse me not Pisces and Capricorn Virgo and Capricorn which we talked about before that seems to be like a a hit every single time uh Leos and Libras is another hit um and then like uh I there's more specifics like Aquarius males and Pisces women that's a hookup that happens a lot but not necessarily the same going the other way with Pisces males and Aquarius women um, ironically, the book says Pisces and Aries is a is a lock. That's a good match, also. And I was like, say word like that. <laughs> I, I'm a Pisces. You know what? I, I'm a, I'm gonna cut you off because we have an Aries that we work with, mm-hmm. who I think is fond of 
of both of us, you know, a thief. And he's kind of mentored us and, and been very supportive of us. And he is definitely a take charge Aries, like to the T. And I think I mentioned to you, like uh, we mentioned on previous podcasts that I've had my clashes with, with Aries mm-hmm. just because of the way, just because of their approach is so mm-hmm. interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time, I tend to have a lot of Aries in my life that in their own way are supportive, whether it's my brother, whether it's Natalie, whether it's Keith at work, um, even uh, uh, on the basketball team um, with Becky and Imani. You know, Mm -hmm. I tend to, I don't know whether it's like they enjoy poking at me and it may be the same with you, but there's something about our demeanor that, that seems to draw them in. And so, yeah, that's, it's a weird kind of connection I have with, with Aries and and it might be the same for you. Yeah. Well, I will, um, in saying that, and uh, it's the reason, one of the reasons why I don't like pigeonholing too much is because like you and I, as well as Gemini's and Sagittarius are mutable signs, which means we're, we're very adaptable. Um, and so we can pretty much, we are probably the most likely to get along with anybody we can adapt. And I, I think that's a quality that a lot of other signs appreciate about us, the like about us. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a, um, Aries tend to love to be dominant. Um, they have to be dominant. And there's an innocence to them as well. I mean, I, you know, I kind of, they are the baby of the Zodiac. They're the first sign of the Zodiac. So I, I kind of equate them to babies or in a sense where it's just all about the exploration. They kind of want to know what their powers are. So they're, they're, they don't know enough to be afraid in certain instances, but when they kind of mature a little bit and they realize it's like, oh, I stepped on that person's toe. I didn't really want to do that. I didn't really want to, you know, set that path ablaze. But, you know, that's a part of the learning process. And I think they're just um, a part of them is just more curious about exploring and seeing where different paths take them and not being afraid, you know, whereas in comparison to like a Leo, Leos are fire sign. They share some they share basic qualities with Aries, but um, but not all of them. So uh, Leos are a fixed sign. So like once they kind of lock on to something that's working, that's it, you know, that's their thing. So um, whereas Aries are all about the exploration. They'll, you know, they'll lock onto something for a period and then they get bored and then they want to jump into something else and just, you know, like a baby, just, hey, what's this all about? So they're not really as committed as Leo's that that could be a different, that's a difference between those two signs, but they have a lot in common as well. Um, so I think with, I think with Aries is just about the exploration. Karen is somebody who we, who both of us get along with well. Um, we both think Karen is dope, and she's been supportive since day one. So you know, again, it goes back. Aries? to Aries. Yeah, Karen's Aries. Wow. Yeah. That's that was unexpected. Right, but you know what? Though, and no knock on her, but you know, she is unabashed. She she is not shy about saying that she runs her relationship, and I believe her a hundred percent. You know, uh, she go make sure she's the the leader. But uh, mm. no, they're they're sweet, they're loving, supportive. I mean, you know, they're, they're not a bad sign at all, and and I do appreciate uh, everyone, you know, Aries included. So, you know, we were talking the other day. You were saying like Virgos are. 
water sign and most water signs get along? Uh, Virgos are earth sign. Earth sign, earth sign. And earth is that, is yeah. that what you mean? Earth, sign, mm -hmm. earth signs get along? Mm -hmm. And where are the other earth signs? So Taurus and Capricorn. So Virgo, Taurus, Capricorn? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what about the fire signs? Do they get along? That's like Leo, Aries, and what? Not necessarily. Okay. So, I mean, um, it's, it's kind of cool to think of the element in that way. The, the earth, and, and I read this uh, not long ago, the earth signs tend to be more compatible than the other signs because you think about the earth is steady, it's consistent, and they all, all earth signs kind of appreciate that just ground, being grounded, you know, and they can relate to each other in that sense. They're not as different from each other. Capricorns and Virgos and Tauruses are not as different from each other as some of the signs of other elements, like fires, you just think about fire that's you know temperamental burning you know so it's like and and leos uh for instance like i was saying earlier leos you know they're not necessarily known as a leader sign but they definitely are the leader of their own lives and mm -hmm. so they don't care so much the cardinal signs um and i don't want to get too far off path because it, it, it can get yeah, a you, little you, elements now you're saying cardinal right so let's, uh, let's keep it simple <laughs> But Leos are not a sign that necessarily cares about uh, directing what other people do, but they do like to be the leaders. So, um, you know, if you think of Leo the lion, king of the jungle, they see themselves as royalty. They want to be praised and worshipped, you know, to a certain extent. And if you do that, then there's gifts that they, they don't mind sharing, but they have to be... Um, worshipped in a way i don't want to say worship but they have to be <laughs> and appreciated on a high level okay. right and so, so, so so relationships with leos you guys show them a lot of appreciation you definitely they yeah their inequalities you gotta you gotta, you gotta let them know they're special they're great you know and a lot of them are you mm -hmm. know um uh let me don't let me uh digress because magic johnson's a leo um but no, go ahead and talk about your boy because he needs all the praise in the world. Magic man. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that, but you know, we said that for the four, five, six different women. You know, that's that's oh, what they wow. like. Wow. <laughs> wow. See, I'm trying to pull back and you <laughs> you hit the gas. Uh <laughs> but uh yeah mag the magic man if you i mean you know if you look at just even the way he plays or even him as an owner you know he he he's he's gonna let you know i'm a part of this this winning you give me some love you know mm -hmm. show me some praise and and he kind of exudes that you know and he's also you know if you buy into that like the way he played with the lakers oh i'm gonna share the ball we're gonna, we gonna have fun as long as you give into the concept that i'm the one running the show and i get the most praise it's all good. Let's have fun. Um, so that's that's kind of Leo in a capsule. But the reason why them and then let's say Aries won't may not necessarily get along, typically don't, is because they both approach it with that fiery passion. Um, they are them and Sagittarius are known for being blunt. They don't care about hurting people's feelings. They say how they feel. And uh, Aries wants to dominate. And Leo, in their own way, wants to dominate. So that could be, you know, uh, that could be a bomb. Um, typically, it would be, you know, in a, in a relationship sense. Um, and so when when it gets into other elements, it gets a little bit, it changes, it, the, the dynamics change a little bit. Like Sagittarius is a fire sign, but they're also 
mutable, they're adaptable. So even though they have that fiery passion, they also have the ability to get along with just about anybody. So they can get along with Leos or have a relationship with a Leo or the Aries, but not Aries and Leo. Is that, is that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, whereas the earth signs, they're more of, there's more of a connection between the two and how they kind of view life. How many elements are there? There is uh, four total. So we got air and you got water also. Okay. And the air signs are Aquarius, Gemini, and Libra. Um, they all, to a degree, like dancing to the beat of their own drum. If you think about the air and the way the wind blows, you know, that sometimes the way their thought, their thought pattern goes, hey, man, you know, um, later, I got I to gotta follow this, my whim. And, uh, and we work with a few Libras that uh, exude that. For sure. For sure. You know, if something tickles their fancy, hey, they, that's, they're gone. And so they're, they kind of um, operate on that. Um, and then uh, the water signs are Pisces, Scorpio, and Cancer. And um, all of them are introverted to a sense, in a sense, and all of them are, are highly emotional. Mm. And I think we talked about that on a previous episode, or, or maybe it was one of our conversations, but you, you pointed out to me that I can be emotional. Uh, yeah, the uh, previous episode, yeah, you can let your emotions run wild a little bit. For sure. So, you know, I like to think of the, the imagery like water, you know, water can be calm, but it also can be, you know, wavy and, it could, you know, it could be tumultuous. So um, well, it just from a special request uh, from our good friend, Emily, we didn't spend enough time on cancers. OK. Last time. So if you can just dedicate some time to cancers, Emily, here you go. <laughs> uh. I think we touched on a little bit earlier. Cam cancers are homebodies. Who are they with? Uh, cancers do get along with Aries. Um, cancers also get along well with Virgos. Oh, okay. um, the, the, according to the book, the ones that Cancers get along the most with is Pisces. Um, and we're both water signs. Um, in my own personal life, I haven't seen that a lot. Um, but uh, I do see that as possible just because they're water signs and, and, and um, cancers like being homebodies, homemakers, um, and Pisces kind of uh, are drawn to that, you know, something to kind of to ground them a little bit and, you know, stabilize them. But uh, yeah, cancers can be emotional. Um, if their home life is, is good, you know, they're very loving and sharing, but they're, they're kind of, um, they're not too social. Um, they like just being homemakers, really. They're great homemakers. They great, make great mothers, you know, great grandmothers. You know, as long as the home is stable, you know, they'll, they'll definitely en enhance it and more make it special. Um, but that's kind of where they um, dwell. Um, cancers are highly emotional, um, you know, and they're very sensitive. If you think about the crab, you know, it's in, the cancer of the crab is encased in the shell. And, you know, when things get tough, they kind of bottle up and, you know, use their shell as their protector. And um, that's kind of how cancer, they're extremely sensitive. And so if you hit a sore spot, you 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 got a war going. Um, they don't like that too well if they feel like they're being slighted. Um, but uh, cancers, you know, if on the male side, they make great athletes. Mike Tyson's a cancer, Barry Sanders is a cancer. 
Uh, Carl Lewis is a cancer. Um, there's several. Um, and that's when I kind of look at that where they channel their emotion, you know, their emotional side and really use that in their, to their favor. And Mike Tyson actually talks about it more, uh, more in depth than any other athlete that I've heard of. And that's a cancer where he's really kind of like, you know, he, he channeled his fear and his, his past and he was able to channel just kind of his own emotional, uh, I guess, depression from his upbringing into this rage that he channeled, you know, on his opponents and became this significant champion. But you could just look at him and just tell that's a whole lot of emotion on top of skill, right? And and that's that's what made his approach very different because it was personal, you know. Even though the people themselves, the, the opponents didn't do nothing to him, he looked at it that way because he was just that emotional. So, you know, um, cancers wear their emotions on their sleeves. I have a lot of family members who cancer, so that's one of the signs that I feel like I know the best. Um, and I also tell people like because I have a lot of cancers in my family. I think that's one of the reasons why I haven't gone, I haven't gone down that route, which the book suggests as kind of uh, complementing my, my romantic life with a cancer, so to speak, because I got so much of that. I think just naturally me being me, I'm looking for something else. And we, but, we discussed that on the last pod. It's the environment you grew up in because my older brother was an Aries. Mm-hmm. Um, that energy i'm used to that confrontation it's natural for me so mm-hmm. that in a co-worker or a friend or a, a a player when i feel that it doesn't make me it doesn't make me run away it's like oh i'm used to this you know and then there's a kind of a natural back and forth there uh and like i say so you saying growing up around like cancers you're kind of you know what that looks like so you're just like all right like i know what this is and i'm good right exactly Exactly. And you might you might have been blessed that you do have a Harry's that you acclimated to early, because I'm telling you, man, when I first started clashing with them, that caught me so far off guard. I didn't I did not understand it at all. Yeah, They try and rattle your cage. And once they realize they can't, then it's just like, oh, okay. But yeah, like, you know, my brother, he's good for trying to test you. Uh, A lot of other Aries we know they definitely going to test you, challenge you. You know, say a lot of things. We're just like, man, can you just calm down? Like, can we just have a civil conversation? Do we got to be at war the whole time? Come on, mm-hmm. every time. Come on, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, actually, the the book actually says Aries and Virgos in a relationship don't get along for that exact same reason because Virgos are independent thinkers. Yeah. So you know, you're not gonna let somebody just lead you just because you know if it doesn't make sense, you're not gonna do it. So it don't matter who it is. Why don't you run down the list, if you can, of uh, signs you you sh- probably sh- not shouldn't be with, but class like that, like Aries and Virgo, relationship-wise, it's going to be a tough one. Clash? Um, well, just in comparison to where you just said, like, Aries and Virgos, there's going to be a natural budding of that. Right. There. I think the natural clash, and uh, I'm, I'm glad I wrote this down, the natural clash is the opposite, your opposite sign. Um, and then there could be, you know, depending on how you were brought up, like we were talking about it, that could be, that could change a little bit, but like Aries and Libras are, are opposite signs and they're written down as such, they're polar opposites, you know, and they're on the opposite, they're six months apart. And so, uh, you know, Aries is a sign about self, self self-exploration. Libra is more about partnership, 
and, you know, kind of grouping people together and, and just kind of having a fellowship. Um, so they clash. And then uh, Taurus are more about personal possessions and the Scorpios are more about shared possessions and they're more about, you know, uh, leaving a legacy. So those two can clash um, and they're opposites. And then Gemini and Sagittarius, uh, Gemini is all about self, self-expression, um, whereas Sagittarius is more about kind of the expression of everyone, everyone bringing everyone together. What, what are we trying to say? Um, they're also, you know, big into philosophy and, and stuff like that. And then Cancer and Capricorn are opposites. Um, Cancer is, like I said earlier, they're more about home life. Capricorn is more about public life. Um, those two signs both insist on being leaders um, and in the same way. And we can talk about that in another episode or later in this one, but Cancers do it in a passive way and so do Capricorn. So they're not gonna be like Aries uh, who is gonna go outright and say, no, you do what I tell you to do when I tell you to do it. Cancer and Capricorn kind of, you know, they're just passive until you realize they're not going to do what you want you want them to do they want you to follow them and it, they just go about it in a passive way but they they're very effective so you know those two can clash um leo and aquarius uh leo is a sign of personal pleasure uh like that we talked about they like being praised aquarius kind of dances to the beat of their own drum they can be loners they like you know just floating with their ideas and like i was saying about air signs they just like going on the, on a whim and following whatever tickles their fancy and so them and leo tend to clash um i like that one in my personal observation that's interesting because uh michael jordan's aquarius magic johnson's a leo ah. and you can tell like they're totally different approaches to the game, you know, um, and also that competitiveness, you know, like Michael said, magic is, is the guy that I'm, I'm going to take down off of that ledge. I'm going to, I'm going to put myself where he is. He, you know, um, and then Virgos and Pisces, which is ironic because that's us, you know, um, but we're also opposite signs. So um, typically Virgos and Pisces don't, they can clash, right? Um, but I think, again, like I was talking about elements, when you're looking at the individual signs, you have to account for certain characteristics that even though we're opposites, we're both mutable. So that makes us, it makes it easy for us to adapt to each other or other people. And I think um, that's not the case with like, say, Leo and Aquarius. Well, to add, your dad's a Virgo as well. My dad's a Virgo, right. So that that plays into it as well. Um, absolutely. And so uh, that's sometimes I'm a little hard to pin down in that sense because, you know, in trying to consider all those things. But yeah, those typically, you know, by the rule book, the opposite signs, the signs that are six months apart from each other are the ones that tend to clash the most. And um and when they clash, man, it's a clash because they, they're, they're just approaching things from the opposite end. And this might be a little bit too far back for people to kind of uh, relate to, but Sugar Ray Leonard and Tommy Hearns, when they fought each other, Sugar Ray Leonard's a Taurus, Tommy Hearns a Scorpio. And I mean, the way that they fought is is a passion that is unparalleled. And I, and I always attribute that to astrology. It's just like, 
they're opposites. So they're just really keen, keen in on exactly what they don't like about that other person because, you know, it's not them. You know, their approach is totally different from their approach. So it makes them uncomfortable and makes them angry. And, you know, they want to knock each other's head off. And it ends up being very competitive because of balance, just the balance of life. It's like, you know, no one sign was meant to dominate the other. So even though you don't get where this other person is coming from, they have a, they have a valid point, too. And you're going to accept that one way or another. Right. So um, but of the signs that are opposite, I think Virgos and Pisces have the capability of getting along um better with each other in those in those comparisons but like you said my dad's a virgo and um that definitely helped me to acclimate to virgos more also no man that's dope and i would say that you know if you can make that opposite pairing work you can learn a lot from each other because you are so different yeah so obviously i could from personal experience i think it's fair to say we've learned a lot from each other we we view things similar but our approaches can be totally different um, and that's kind of cool to see. Um, but uh, yeah, man, that's definitely fascinating. And it's curious to see, like once you get this research in, you kind of want to look up everybody's birthday and see who's what. Like I have a lot of friends that are in February, uh, whether it's you, whether uh, it's my foster brother, Jamel, whether it's Caleb, whether it's my buddy, Steve, they're always like late to late February, mid-February. Uh, so I think I got like a lot of Pisces and I guess Aquarius would be early February, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, I grew up with a lot of Aquariuses or Pisces. So that may be another reason why. And my cousin, Brandon, is a, is a Pisces. He's another one that is a, a dreamer. I, mm -hmm. I was thinking about this last night. I feel like you guys have a lot more in common than I realize. Because mm -hmm. you said you used to talk a lot of shit when you was younger and Brandon's <laughs> kind of in that mode right now where he's like chatting right. all the older people in the family, calling them right. out, DMing people. You've gotten a couple of his DMs. I so, did. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? Brandon is pretty unique, thinks his own kind of way, uh, creative in his own aspect. I was like, mm -hmm. you was telling me some of your younger stories. So I was like, I'm starting to make that connection. So that, I mean, what do, what do you think? Yeah, I definitely see a similarity between uh, myself and Brandon. I wasn't sure what his uh, sign was, but uh, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I wanna, I'm almost certain he's a Pisces. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was I was wild, man, when I was younger. Uh, oh, I've heard I, some, I've heard the stories. I never <laughs> I never was the one who started it, but boy, if you got me going, then then you couldn't shut me up. Mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious when I look back on it, but some of it I would not be doing today. Um, mm -hmm. I want to run down a, a couple of quick just uh, stats on yeah. signs because I know, you know we jump around and just gives you know everyone a little bit of a, a, some stuff to chew on. Because um, I will say, in reviewing what I reviewed, man, it sparked my interest and it made me think. Man, I haven't gone over this stuff in a while. I forgot certain things or I don't remember this. I'm like, wow, this is interesting to look at again after you know years and years of observation and not kind of looking at you know any kind of text as a guy it's kind of fun to, to review these things and remember some of these things um uh that i forgot but so fire signs we went over that aries leo sagittarius and what that means is active and enthusiastic um earth signs taurus virgo capricorn um what that means is practical and stable um, air signs, um, 
Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. And what that means is intellectual and um, very big on communication. Um, water signs, Cancer, Scorpio, Pisces, and very emotional, like I was saying about Cancer, and um, uh, very intuitive. Um, so they use kind of their intuition as a guide, you know, more so than study or, or science or facts. Um, you know, they just kind of go on how they feel. And, and sometimes this stuff is accurate. I, I definitely do. Um, although I like reading up on my, my, my stuff as well. And then also, uh, we, we can touch upon this on another episode, but just because I threw it out there, I don't want to leave people hanging. So cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. And they are enterprisers, they're outgoing, and they're initiators. Um, what I like to put on top of that is they insist on being leaders. And they go about it different ways, but they have to be the leader of their group. Um, fixed signs are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. They are resistant to change, which means fixed. You know, once they get locked in on whatever their ha their habits are, it's hard for them to change. Um, they're perfectors and they're finishers. So they're not known for being like originators, but they're known for taking inventions and then enhancing them and like finishing the product, you know, being the last, the last one to carry the baton, finish the race. They like locking in on what's there and then making that better. Um, so they're known for that. Doesn't mean that they can't be creative, but that's kind of what their their basic characteristics is basic characteristic is known for. And then finally, mutable signs, which I touched upon, is Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces, both of us. And that means we're flexible, we're versatile, and we're adaptable. Um, and so basically, that's the general characteristics um, of those signs. Hmm. So that's good. And then like after looking back on it after all these years, does it, I mean, obviously it's not going to line up 100%, but for the most part, do you see trends in all those like categories? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for instance, you know, my mom is a Taurus and she, she's very fixed, you know, she's very set in her ways. And you know, when, uh, one thing when reading a textbook sometimes it, it can come across as negative. You don't kind of know how to look into it or you read it a certain way, but I don't look at it as a negative. It's just kind of knowing kind of the, the trend. But yeah, my mom is a finisher. You know, she, she'll take, you know, whatever and she'll try to enhance it. And she, you know, she's, she's very, she fits that to the T, you know? So I'm like, wow, that's, that's, uh, I definitely love my mom and I, I love everything she brings to the table, you know? So, um, um, now Taurus and Pisces, I don't want to carry this on, are known for, you know, being a good couple as well. And that could be one of those situations where Pisces are originators, they're creative, but, but Taurus can take that and put finishing touches on it. Or you can even look at like Michael Jordan, who's an Aquarius, same thing, you know, Bird and Magic and the other players before kind of brought basketball to a certain level. And he said, okay, let me, let me put the cherry on top. Let me, you know, bring this all together and show you what all this, where all this is going to, right? Let me put a, you know, and, and he did. I mean, the perfect, perfect timing, perfect moment, perfect attitude for him to just say, okay, well, that's not the end. What Bird Magic and Kareem and all these other guys did were great, but there's more. And mm -hmm. let me show you what that more is in, in combination to what they've done. And then now we put a cherry on, like almost the, the, the vibe that Michael left with, with basketball is we've seen all there is to see. 
-hmm. right? That's kind of a fin a finishing touch. And I think that was that was his goal, right? So as an Aquarius and as a fixed sign, he didn't invent basketball, he didn't invent the moves, he didn't invent the high flying, but he he encapsulated all those things into one player, right? That kind of gave people this idea of okay, we've seen it all now, right? And and maybe we have. You know? Yeah, I mean, to this day, they're still looking for the next Michael Jordan and obviously Kobe Bryant Virgo, who was like, I'm going to study everything he does and mm -hmm. I'm going to try and perfect it and I'm going to try and be better. And that's why he was like the closest to Michael. But mm -hmm. he he watched tapes on Michael, Magic, Jerry West, Oscar Robinson. He studied everybody mm -hmm. the triangle in and out. I think he even read like the ref's handbooks to know where they would be placed in the court. You know, like he's looking at it from all angles so he can right. every edge he can, he can. And in a competitive aspect, I, I can relate. Yeah, absolutely. I do see some parallels between you and, and Kobe for sure. Um, uh, but actually what Kevin Durant said actually lends itself to what we were talking about with Michael too, where basically Kevin said, Michael is is the book, right? right? He's he He put the the cherry on top you know he's the one that's at that ultra high level that i'm still studying him to this day because um he just perfected you know every aspect of of his game mm -hmm. and again like i said that's the finishing touch you know and so yeah i mean I, i'd love to jump into it more like i said i'm more uh intrigued with it now having reread some of these passages in this book and writing down some notes i'm like man you know wow i, I really need to uh refresh myself on this stuff and lock in on certain things that I may have missed when I was in my twenties, you know, you know, before we wrap up, I'm just curious, like after you went over everything, what do you find most fascinating about this subject? Well, I think, uh, I think that's a good question. I, um, I think what's fascinating is that I'm looking at it with a new pair of eyes, you know, um, yeah, uh, like a one of the things, like I said, Aries and Gemini, like going over the 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 compatibility. When I was reading through it the first time, you know, in my twenties, I was looking for who am I most compatible with, right? Who 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 is the one for me, right? You know, what what's the area of direction I should go in, right? And where's the where are the signs that I should steer clear of, right? So even when I read through the book and I was reading on signs that weren't, you know, my own like Libra's compatibility or whoever, you know, it still was with my own vantage point is like, you know, let me see why this would work with this person or not work with this person and uh, stuff like that. Now I look with it with a fresh pair of eyes where it's just like, I don't care, you know, except I just want to learn, you know, mm -hmm. like there's no personal agenda involved with the reading. And I think it opens my mind more to, to seeing things for what they are instead of what I want to make them into being. And that's what I find the most fascinating. But also just, you know, I think in, in doing that, I've, I realized that unintentionally I skipped over some, some, you know, valid points or things that are worth looking into a little bit further. Because like I said, even it may not apply to me. Like I said, Aries and Gemini, that was one of the first uh, compatibility um, segments I read. And I was like, wait a minute, I don't know any couples like that. And yeah, we got to check, check with all our Aries and, and see if there, there's a Gemini in there. 
It's, it's possible. But when I was reading, I said, you know what? I can see, theoretically, I can see how that could work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, again, it's like, okay, well, let me let me keep my mind open and let me see. Like you said, maybe we will find there is, you know, a couple that, you know, meets those categories and gets, gets along well. And it's like, okay, that does work, you know. So that's, I just, I'm approaching it more with an open mind, I think, is the difference. And that's what makes it more intriguing. Because it's just more pure learning now as opposed to a personal agenda. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, it's just a study of people and behaviors and and just what makes someone tick. And uh, like you say, whether it's a, a Leo, like you taught me, like they need to be praised. You know, mm-hmm. they, they like things a certain way. With Virgos, like I said, sometimes we like to go out. Sometimes we like to stay in. You know, it just kind of depends on what mood we're in. Um, but we can we can do both. Like I say, you're the same way. So it's good to know whether, like I say, it's your friends, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your family, kind of understanding. Like I, I got asked you last podcast about my dad, who's one of the most confounding people I've ever met in my life. Uh, it's like, what sign is he? Because there needs to be a case study on him, you know, because he is <laughs> one he is one unique individual who's had a wild experience. Uh, so, and obviously relationship with me and my brothers, you know, so it's just, it's, it, sometimes it gives you that aha moment where you're just like, that's, that could explain why we've had the relationship we've had over the years. So I think that's what's so fun about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it can definitely, uh, one of the first things that the book pointed out, which is dead on with my, my observation and, and I've expressed before too, is that the book points out like, you know, the sun, time, sun sign is a skeleton. And the more you go in depth, you know, in your personal journey, the more you learn. And I, people get caught up on the sun sign, like, you know, in astrology, zodiacs and, and books or wherever you might read that. It'll say, well, this applies to all cancers or this applies to all Virgos. You know, Virgos are going to, you guys going to, you know, make a lot of money this month or whatever. And it's like, that's, there's no way that's possible, mm-hmm. right? Every Virgo on the planet is not going to be rich this month. That this yeah. makes sense. And and so it's it's a starting point, basically. It's your general character, but then the details, if the more you delve into it, the more you kind of learn your personal details. But I think the cool thing about Sun Times is that, especially for me, it's like you kind of realize, even though I'm unique, uh, you know, and the individual, I'm a Pisces. And you know, some of the things that I think are unique to me aren't. There's a lot of other like you said about Brandon, there's there's a lot of other Pisces um, that love basketball, that are into music for the same reason as I am. And, and just, you know, it goes on and on. So once you kind of get out of yourself a little bit and you realize that you share a lot of commonalities with people who were born in the same time you were, the same month you were, essentially, um, it kind of opens up your horizons and you don't get into that isolated mode like this is just me it's it's very comforting like when you go to the astrology pages and you go to your virgo page and you see a meme that describes exactly how you're feeling you're like other people feel like this too and that's kind of heartwarming to know you're not alone so i think that's why those pages and astrology in general is really popular right now because it lets people know they're not the only people who feel a certain way uh, Mm -hmm. or approach a life from a certain way and I think that's really cool. You feel, you feel a part of a team. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're not alone. There's people who, you know, and it's funny, like I've seen, you know, Lucy 
post Virgo memes. I've seen you post Virgo memes and uh, and a few others that I know. And it's like, that's dead on. That's dead on Virgo, you know? So I'll giggle. Or, you know, like you said, you identify with Kobe. There's certain things that Kobe, you know, people, of course, are, are you know, love Kobe and are always posting things about him and remembrance of him, quotes he said or whatever it is. And that's so you, man. That's so you every like every time, you know, and I was like, that's that Virgo stuff. Yeah. That's that straight on Virgo stuff. So yeah, it's like you identify with that and like, hey, you know, this is this is a thing, right? So you are who you are, and um we can get into the history. You asked me, I think, in the previous episode, the general history of it. You know, like I said, this can go in so many different directions. I kind of want to reel it in a little bit. Yeah, we can we, we can hit that later because Zoom probably gonna kick us off soon. Yeah, 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 for sure. But the history is deep too, and how we got to this point, it, you know, it adds some validity to it. You know, our ancestors weren't stupid. <laughs> you know, they observed some pretty profound things and and documented it. So, well, all right, man. This is another good educational pod. Uh, that's why I like to call it Astrology One Hundred and One because, like, a class you learn this stuff, but it's always fun. And Absolutely. I appreciate having you on. You you're a busy man. It was hard to lock down for episode number three. <laughs> it's all good man I, I, we gotta get back on it I'm, I'm 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 pumped up now man so yeah man we gotta we gotta do some more episodes more uh without such a big gap in time yeah if anybody has any questions for the astrology guru dm me <laughs> i will ask him like i said emily was like we need to talk about cancers more so uh, hopefully that 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 was good for you emily but uh, you know we'll see hope so <laughs> all right man I'll talk to you later all right, man. Peace. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And uh, peace out.